You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. To be a gooder father. Amen. Amen. It's not proper English, but that's the way I speak. Amen. I mean, how to be a gooder father. And you kind of will get the message or the point of it as I start to minister. You know, how many fathers here want to be gooder? Come on, hallelujah. So we, we understand here, not just to be a good father. There's a, a good father, but how many know that gooder is better? And so we want to be a, a gooder father, amen. And so in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 of the New Living Translation, it says it like this. Direct your children unto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. Now the Message Bible puts it like this. Point your kids in the right direction, and when they're old, they won't be lost. We need fathers today that will direct and point their kids in the right direction. Can somebody say amen? See, as fathers and parents, in the process of helping our kids choose the right path, we must discern the path for each child. That fathers here, and I'm talking to fathers in this place today, must discern each child individually and discover the special strengths that God has given them, each one of them. See, there are many parents here that want to make all the choices for their kids. Come on. Come on. Don't don't look look at them right now, amen. But they, they want to make all the choices, amen. But let me tell you, this hurts them in the long run. This hurts them in the long run, if you're making all the choices for them. See, here in the passage of Scripture, it doesn't say make the choice for them. But what does it say? It says to direct. It says to train. It says to teach. It says to point them in the right direction, not make, not make the choice for them. See, when parents and fathers do that, when they start to point them and they start to show them and they start to train them and teach them, amen, they don't have to watch every step. Come on, somebody. And then this is what we need to do. If you want to train your kids, amen, and that way when they're outside and away from you, amen, then you'll know what path they're taking. You know, their kids will remain on the right path because you showed it to them. Let me tell you, my, 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 my mom taught me the path that I needed to walk in. And let me tell you, as I even went away and did my things, it always brought me back to where? Back to the path. Because it was taught to me, it was shown to me, and I had to make the choice to make that path, amen, or get on that path. Train your children to choose the right way. The choice is theirs, church. Can you say amen? It's not only... A good, it's not only to, uh, uh, it's good to know what a good father looks like. You know, we can identify the characteristics of a good father. But we need to see what we need to do to be a good father or a gooder father. See, it, it, it's, it's one thing to know, and it's another thing to be. 
Can somebody say amen? Come on, we, we know what we need to do. You ever, you ever, you ever know to do the right thing, but, but you still don't do it? Right? So we know the things that we need to do to be good, but we got to understand today, how do, we, how do we become that? Not just know it, but to be it. And so I, I don't want to just be a good father. I want to be a gooder father. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. So let's see how we can be a gooder father in this place. Amen. First, if you want to be a gooder father, man, you need to love your wives. Come on, somebody. Wives, hit your husbands. <laughs> Come on. You need to love your wives. Amen. Man, you need to love them. Your kids are watching how you treat their mother. Come on. They're learning and forming their understanding of marriage from you. You you are creating a pattern. You are creating the blueprint for marriage to your kids. If they see you show disrespect to your wife, your son would carry that into his marriage. Come on, if you're verbally or physically abusing your wife, your daughters will expect that in their marriage. If you treat their mother that she isn't worth much, then you are degrading the home, the family, and the marriage which they will carry into their future homes, families, and marriages. But if they visibly see how you show love and how you respect their mother, then your sons will learn how to be a gooder husband and a gooder father himself. If you cherish their mother and value them as part of something valuable in their home to you and to them, then they're going to carry that role model for them for the rest of their lives. Ephesians chapter 5, 28 says this, In the same way, fathers ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. How to be a gooder father? Love your wife. Amen? Another way fathers can be gooder, don't expect perfect children. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Come on. Just like there are no perfect dads, there are no perfect kids. Come on, somebody say amen. Fathers, don't expect your kids to be perfect. Amen. Don't expect them to fulfill your goals that you have for them and what you want them to be, church. You see, there are too many fathers today that are living their lives through their kids. They want their sons and their, uh, to be the, the football star, the basketball star that they never could be. They want their daughters to marry into money, success, amen, that they can never achieve or never achieve themselves. Listen, every child is different. Come on. They're not you. They may look like you. Come on, we've seen some resemblance of of, of fathers looking like their sons, amen, uh, but they are not you. Come on, somebody say amen. See, it's natural for a child to make mistakes. Come on, it's natural for a child to spill the milk, accidentally break something, do poorly on a test, get angry, make a mess. Come on, somebody say hello. <laughs> come on, come on. Don't, your kids are perfect, amen. Your kids never broke anything in the house. Come on. Never spill the milk. Come on. You, 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 got, you cannot get mad when these things are happening in their lives. Amen. They are not 
perfect. You spill the milk and you're 35 years old. Well. Come on. You know, we, I, I know that we as parents, amen, especially fathers, expect a lot from our kids. I expect a lot from my kids, amen, and, 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 and I, I don't like mess, amen, and, and, but they make a mess. And my wife says, let them make a mess. I'm like, no. Let, they, let me show them how to clean the mess, amen. I, I was the weird kid. Man, I, I was a weird old kid, amen. My, my room was perfect. Things were dusted. I dusted my room. I cleaned my room. I put mirrors in my, man, my room. I had a, I had a, I had a living room picture in my, in my bedroom. Like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm making, like, my own home in my bedroom. I'm weird like that. I can't expect my kids to be like that, though. I, I think uh, just recently I, I taught my, my grandson how to mow the lawn. And I, so I had to let him teach him. And, but I was cool. <laughs> Usually I was like, get out of here, forget it, I'll do it. But I wanted to teach my grandson how, how to clean the yard and how to clean the, and, and, but he, then he got excited, especially when he got behind that lawnmower, felt some power. All right, yeah, yeah, okay, let, can, I, can you let me go now? I, I can do this. But it was just teaching him, and I know it's not going to come out the way I, I expect it, but I have to allow him to say, you know what, good job. And he did a great job. But you can't, they can't be perfect. Are you understanding me? Amen. So there's, no, there's not perfect kids, amen. You weren't like, like that. Me, yes, okay. <laughs> but I, I, I wasn't even perfect. I was perfect in some things, but I was imperfect in a lot of other things, church. But you weren't perfect as a dad. You weren't perfect as a kid. Accept your kids as they are. Whether they're clumsy or athletic. Whether they're scatterbrained or brainy, whether they're shy or they talk a lot, whether they're funny or they're not. Love your kids the way they are. I, 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 I've learned to appreciate my kids and love them who they are. Whether they're saved or they're not saved, I love my kids. I love them, accept them as they are. Come on. I, instead of Constantly criticizing their imperfections, acknowledge the good inside of them. Show them the good, even the, the good that they don't even see within themselves. You as a dad are to, to point them out and say there's, there's value. So when they feel like they're down, show them the good inside of them. They're not perfect. They'll never be perfect. Don't expect them to be. Romans chapter 3 says we all fall short of God's glory. Come on, there's none righteous, not one. No one is perfect. Colossians 3.21, the New Living Translation says this, Fathers, do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. See, the worst thing I could have done to my grandson, if he wasn't doing it right, was discourage him by, by, by aggravating and say, get out of here. And thinking, well, I never do things right. I, I, I don't get it. I'm a dummy. But no, no, you got to teach them. Don't aggravate them. Encourage them and tell them, you know what, I'm preaching to myself, amen, hallelujah. They, 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 they do good. you got to show the good inside of them. Can somebody say amen? 
How to be a gooder father? Don't expect perfect kids. How to be a gooder father? Enjoy your kids. Psalms 127 verse 3, New Living Translation says this, Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Come on. Children are given to us to enjoy, not to be a burden, not to be avoided, not to be ignored, but to enjoy. Can somebody say amen? But in order to enjoy them, guess what? you got to have them around you. <laughs> Come on. It's not enjoy them in the next room. Hallelujah. They have to be around you. They, you got to have some fun. you got to have some fun. you got to share your life with them. See, the quality of time is more important more important than the quantity of time. The time that you spend with them tells them how important they are to you. Don't make them feel that they're inconvenient. Oh, man, we can't go nowhere because we had you. (laughs) Can't do nothing no more because we got you kids. No, don't don't make them feel inconvenienced. Don't let them feel that they're they're, they're a bother. Don't let them feel this way, amen. Take them. you got to understand, enjoy being a father to them, amen. Uh, come on. Uh, be, be there for them, amen. Make sure that they're, they're enjoying you as a father as well. That they, as you walk in the room, oh, dad's here. Let's go. The fun ended. <laughs> the fun just ended because dad's here now. Come on. Let them, let them uh, enjoy having you as a father. Spend some time playing with them. Kissing them, uh, wrestling with them on the floor, amen. You know, my, my 34-year-old son was here last weekend. And I'm laying down watching TV and he jumps on me and starts to wrestle with me. <laughs> I mean, this is a 34-year-old man now wrestling with dad on the floor. And he tries to grab my legs and he tries to just tickle me and do all this stuff. And it, it's kind of cool that my son still wants to play with me. He has not whooped me yet. But that is his goal, is to whip dad one day. <laughs> That's what he tells me. He goes, you got old man strength. He tried to wrestle with me, and I, I get him down. I said, boy, he goes, I'm going to win you one day. That's my goal. <laughs> but he jumps on me, and he started to play with me. And, and, uh, and, and I, just, I just stood there and just played with my son. And, he, and, and it's, you got to do that, church. You got to do that, fathers. You got to spend time with your kids. You got to wrestle with them and just have some fun with them. Take them to some fun places. Do some fun things. Laugh. Give them some memories that dad was fun. I want to make memories for my kids and my grandkids that when when I go and if something should happen, that they have memories. You know what? My my dad was a funny guy. I thought my dad was good looking, all this other stuff, you know, but, but he was a funny guy. He was a good guy. He, I remember him. So if you want to be a gooder father, enjoy your kids. How to be a gooder father? Listen to them. Give them your undivided attention. Not one eye on the TV, another eye on them. Come on. We, we all deal with this, guys, of listening to our kids. And they want, they want someone to talk to that when they have a problem or they're worried or sad, they don't need TV, they don't need an iPad, they need dad. Did you get that? Come on, they, they don't need a TV, iPad, they need dad. 
Come on, they, 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 they don't, you don't just turn on a TV and say, here, talk to them. They're, they're going through something. They, they, want, they, wanna, they want your attention, amen. Get involved with your kids. Know what's happening in their lives. Listen to them. You know, even when they're not saying something, they're saying something. I know when my kids are quiet, amen, something's going on. <laughs> Some, something's happening. If they're not speaking, I, you know what? Even when they're not speaking, they're speaking. Be the kind of father that they can come to and say anything that's on their minds, amen, without being criticized. Hello. See, my, my, my kids sometimes are scared to come to me because they respect me. Not that they're scared of me, but they respect me that, you know what, I, I just, what I'm going to say right now is going to be embarrassing to my dad because I don't want him to bring dishonor to him. Sometimes they're afraid to come to me because they, they've fallen or did made some bad choices. But they, they know that they can come to me and know that I'm not going to judge them. You know, if God has forgiven me, I'm going to forgive my kids. And they have to understand that, that you'll forgive them no matter what they have done. Come on. Your kids can be the baddest kids, but you're still their mama. You're still their daddy. And you love them despite of despite of whatever it goes. So you got to let them know, whatever you're going through, son, whatever you're going through, daughter, I'm here. And I won't criticize because let me tell you, once you start criticizing, they shut down. They'll never come to you. Guess what? They're going somewhere else and get some bad advice from somewhere else. You're, you're the spiritual dad for their lives. You're the spiritual father, priest over them. Let them come to you than anybody else. And if there's some bad things that they need to say, then Bring it out. Let's get this done. Let's get it over with. You may get upset. I'm not saying you're, you're, you're going to accept it. You're going to be disappointed. But at the same time, we're going to get through this. Can somebody say amen? Come on. Psalm, uh, Proverbs 1.5, New King James says this, a wise man will hear and increase in learning. Come on. If you want to learn about your kids, listen to them. Come on. Just, just listen will increase the learning of their lives. They'll start to show you their lives through, their, through them speaking to you. If you listen to them and you hear your kids, you will start to learn from your kids and learn how to be a gooder father. Can somebody say amen? So if you want to be a gooder father, listen to your kids. How to be a gooder father? Provide for your kids. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, New King James says this, but if anyone does not provide for his own, especially for those in his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Whoa. Come on, he's saying if you don't provide for your kids, man, you're worse than an unbeliever. Even unsaved people provide for their families. You cannot be a gooder father if you're not providing for your kids. Can somebody say amen? It doesn't mean that you give them everything you, they want. Come on. That's probably the worst thing that you can do, church. We're living in a generation of children whose parents have robbed, listen, have robbed their children of the blessing of wanting, working, and waiting for material things. Amen. Some parents have spoiled their kids by giving them everything they want. Listen, we as parents, if we don't teach them that when they want something, they need to work for it. And sometimes they need to wait for it. Because if they don't, they're going to carry this on as they get older by charging everything they want and getting into credit card debt. 
It's the truth. If we don't teach them that they have to want to have to wait for some things, they're going to have to work for some things and not just get everything that they need. Our kids need to know how to budget and how to save. There is a generation of young people, young adults today that don't know how to do that. And so what has been created is credit card debt, bad credit. And now they, they can't do certain things now because they've been robbed. And if we don't train the next generation that they're in those classes, it's going to get worse, church. We've got to teach. I, I taught my kids how to budget. I taught my kids how to save. I, I taught my kids that they need to pay their bills on time. I, I taught them, amen, if they need to put something on credit, make sure that they have enough, enough money to pay for that, that monthly payment that they're about to invest in, amen. Uh, not to just buy anything they want because they feel like they want it and, and they can just charge it. See, we forget that we have to pay for it as well. And if you don't pay now, you're going to pay later. We've got to teach our kids how to budget, how to, how to do things like this, church. Too many fathers think that they can buy, buy off their children with things instead of being a father to them. See, I didn't grow up with a Christian father. But I, I can tell you right now, my, my, my dad's been passed away for 33 years. And it's still in me today that he showed me how to provide for a family. My, my, my family has always had a roof over their head. My, my family's always had something because he taught me how to provide. And he, he didn't give me everything I want, amen, but he taught me how to work for it. He taught me how to fix things and how to save money, amen. He taught me how to wait instead of creating credit card debt. He wasn't a saved father, but guess what? He taught me how to be a father. He taught me how to be a man. He taught me how to provide. How to be a good father? Provide for your kids. How to be a good father? Train your kids. Ephesians chapter 6, 4 says this. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. We must teach our kids to respect authority in the home. Or they won't expect authority in their schools or in the world. We need to teach them that there are boundaries. Come on, we need to teach them that there are rules and regulations. There are lines that you cannot cross. You have to teach them that. You need to set the boundaries in your own home, church. How many know that your kids are going to test you? Come on, somebody. Come on. They're going to see how much they can get away with. Come on. They may be cute when they're little and learning how to walk, but once they start learning how to walk, guess what? Trouble's coming. <laughs> they're going to teach you. They're going to see how far they can get away with things, amen. Uh, they're going to they're, they're come and test you, amen. And they're going to test you to see if you really mean what you say. They're going to see if you really stand, amen, uh, or you're going to give in. And so many parents today, just because a kid's throwing a tantrum, they give in. And you're not teaching them anything. And they're going to try to do that same thing in the court system. They're going to try to do that same thing out on the world, amen. They're going to do that in their schools. They're going to do it wherever they can, amen, because you did not set boundaries for them in your own home. Man, fathers didn't get the rough ones, huh? <laughs> but there's a problem with fathers today. Come on. 
Look at, look at, look at. I'm teaching you how to be a, a gooder father. I didn't say you weren't good. Come on, but come on. If it ministers to you, then praise the Lord. If you're already doing it, then praise God. But let me tell you, this is what's happening in the world today. And we as men and we as fathers need to disciple those ones that are coming in to be better fathers, gooder fathers for their kids. We can't trust the system. We can't release them and say they'll come back if you haven't never pointed them on the right direction in the first place. There has to be boundaries that we as fathers need to set. Amen. Listen, Dad, you are the priest of your home. You have to draw the line in your home. Amen. Don't expect your wife to do it. Don't expect mom to do it. That's not her job. Well, father, well, daddy's watching TV. You set the boundaries, baby. Whatever you say goes. That's wrong, church. And that's kind of sad today because that's what most homes are. Come on, it's the wife that's standing in the row. It's the wife that's standing there praying for their children. It's, it's the wife bringing the balance. It's the wife doing everything in the house. What, what daddy just stays at home and says, well, I bring home the bacon. Yeah, but you're not bringing no sausage. Oh, that sounded bad, Amen. I'm sorry. Sausage patty, man. <laughs> no, we, we, you think that you can, you work, you, they work too. Some homes are working two days and, and then being a, a housewife, is, it, I wouldn't want to be that. <laughs> That's work. That's harder work. I'd rather go to work, <laughs> to work that, that, than to be home. That, that's some work. And just because you come in, you can't expect them to then throw another load upon them and say, you do this duty too? It's you guys, you as fathers need to make the boundaries. You as fathers need to train your kids to respect in the home. See, every time, you got to understand, every time you, you draw back from godly instruction, you are drawing further and further away from God's standards. Each time you... Let you, you don't give in on the stand or give in to any of their demands. Amen. You're, you're bringing that line farther and farther away from God. Listen, if you're not careful, after a while, they will become the authority. And you will become the one submissive to them. I see, I see kids and moms coming in into our store shopping. Amen. And the kids are ruling. They're ruling, amen. They're, 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 they, the kids rule. There's no parents disciplining. There is no nothing going on, church. And that can happen in, in your home if you're not setting the boundaries, fathers. Train your kids to respect authority. Earn their respect and be consistent in what you need to do in your home. Discipline them. But discipline them with what? Love. You gotta love your kids. They're gonna get you, they're gonna be, you're gonna be disappointed, but you shouldn't be where, where, where you get crazy and you gotta discipline them with love. You gotta teach them, or they'll never expect the authority in God in the future. That's why they have a hard time serving God because they can't come underneath that authority because you have not taught them how to come underneath somebody. They have to be the one on top, they have to be the one in charge. And so, how can God come in charge in their life where they never learned that? And so they have a hard time submitting themselves to the Lord. 
They have a hard time coming beneath authority, have a hard time submitting to a father because they never had a father to teach them these things. How to be a good father? Train your kids. How to be a good father? Pray for yourself. Come on, fathers. You need to pray for yourself. Amen. First Chronicles 16 to 11, you, uh, uh, NIV says, look to the Lord for his strength and seek his face always. Come on, you're not going to have all the answers to their questions. You're not going to be able to solve all their problems, guys. You don't have all the wisdom. You don't have all the love and the patience to be a father that you ought to be without God's help. Fathers, we need help. Come on, fathers, say amen. Come on, we need help. I need help, amen. Uh, come on, uh, we as fathers must look to God for that help. We need his strength, amen. Uh, we need his wisdom, amen. Because let me tell you, you cannot do it by yourself. I cannot do this by myself. I got to seek God. And there's moments like, God, how can I do this? How can I handle this? Uh, God, uh, this is a hard one, Lord. Uh, you know, instead of just going off by myself, by my own wisdom, I got to seek God for his strength and wisdom. So, fathers, you're going through some times of raising up your children, raising up your sons and daughters, amen, and you don't know what to do, then you need to seek God first. Get on your knees and start praying, God, I, I, help me to be a better father, a gooder father. Help me to understand what I need to do here. You can't do it by yourself, church. You can't do it by yourself, father. How to be a gooder father? Pray for yourself. How to be a gooder father? Pray for your kids. Psalms 55, 17, New Living Translation says, Morning, noon, and night I cry out in my distress, and the Lord hears my voice. You can't be with your kids all the time, but God can. Come on, you can't protect them all the time, but God can. You can't teach them from right, from, you, can, you can teach them from right and wrong, amen, but, but you can't be there when they're put to the test, but God can. Fathers, you need to pray for your kids. Lift them up to God to do what you can't do. Pray to the Father that, you know what, that, that your, your well intentions, uh, your well efforts at fatherhood, uh, and use them to bring your kids into his loving arms. You want to be a gooder father? Pray for your kids. You got to pray for yourself, and you got to pray for your kids. You got to pray for their future. You got to pray for when they're infants. You got to pray for their, their spouses. Don't, don't, don't pray now. I, I, I pray for my, my grandsons and my granddaughter, their future spouses. I'm preparing the man of God for my granddaughter. Praying for the women of God that will come into my grandson's lives. I'm praying now. I'm praying for my son who's not married right now, that that woman of God will come into his life, that woman that, that knows God, that, that, that comes into his life, not just anyone. you got to pray for your kids now. Come on, put, the, put, that, put that man, put that boy, that, that, that girl on layaway. <laughs> Say, I want a good woman for my son. I want a godly woman, a God-fearing woman for my son. I want a man of God that's going to provide for my granddaughter. One that's going to love God with all his heart, soul, and mind. You got to pray that into your family. Otherwise, anyone will come in. And the, if you leave the door, the world will come in. The world's seeking for an opportunity to come in and rob your kids. 
rob your son and rob your daughter. Come on, I'm shutting the door on anyone like that. I'm opening the door that one, the one that knocks at my door and asks for her hand and says, you know what? I found interest. Remember when one boy came and asked for my daughter's hand? I said, nope. And he still took her. <laughs> but I prayed him in. <laughs> I prayed him in, man. I said, you know what? All right. Came in the wrong way. Back door or something, amen. But I'm praying him in. But he asked. <laughs> he asked first. He didn't like my answer, but he asked. <laughs> Listen. He's alive. <laughs> That's God's grace right there. <laughs> you teach him grace, you teach him how, you know, I, I think the way you live in front of your kids will show them God. I, I think he knows God through how, who I was and how I reacted. But it didn't stop me from praying for him and praying for them. And I continue to pray, amen, hallelujah. You want to be a gooder father? Pray for your kids. Pray for them. How to be a gooder father? Be a positive role model. Psalms 22, verse 6, New King James says this, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he gets old, he will not depart from it. Listen, you are a role model for your kids, whether you like it or not. Whether you're good or bad, they will model some of you in their lives. They're going to model after you, church. You have inherited some things from your father's characteristics. And they're going to inherit some of yours as well. Whether you know it or not, whether you mean it or not, amen, you are influencing your kids and your children's children. you got to be a positive role model, church. Because what you're showing them, it's going to rub off on them. The good and the bad. And sometimes the ugly. There's the things that my father modeled in front of me that I did not want to be and ended up to be because I inherit that in me. So they're going to inherit something from you. So you've got to be a positive role model from your kids. Amen. How to be a gooder father? Be a positive role model. Last one. How to be a gooder father? Prepare your kids. Psalms 22 uh, Actually, uh, Proverbs 23, 24, NIV says this. The father of the righteous child has great joy. A man who fathers a wise son rejoices in him. You're preparing your kids. I don't know about you, but you're preparing them to leave home. I like kids to leave. Hallelujah. <laughs> I didn't inherit. <laughs> they came in. Amen. Where's my, where's my, oh, there she is. Uh, 
Oh, oh, oh phew, it went over. She's staying though. <laughs> but I trained them. I trained them to move on. Even my son, when he got married, I said, well, you're getting married, but you're not living here. Move on. If you can't provide for that woman, you can't get married. I said, you know what? You've you got to provide a home. You're going to have to do what you need to do. Come on, you, I, I taught them that. They need to, if they want to be the man or they want to move in, then, then they have to prepare that home. You're preparing them to leave the home. That, that's our, we can't hold on to them. Come on. You can't have a 40-year-old man home or anything like that. You've you got to train them to go, home, go out, to move on. This is what we need to do. You're preparing your kids to leave, amen, because one day they're going to take what you've given them what you've learned, amen, and they're going to start to apply it in the real world. You only got like 18 years. Some kids even sooner. They want to leave home, amen. You've got to get them ready. And you're going to continue to help them and prepare them even after they, they leave. My kids are always calling me. What do I do there? What do I do here? Even my son, when he was leaving for, on this little mini vacation to enjoy his first year of marriage, Dad, what did I do? Do I leave the air conditioner on or off? I mean, they come to their dad. You know, they, they, they come to me how to check the oil, how to do these things. I train them all these things that, to show them how they can be. But they're still asking questions. They want to make the right choices. I prepared them for that. But preparing them... For life away from you isn't the only picture, church. If you haven't had time or spend time preparing them for eternity, then you have failed as a father. God didn't give you your kids just to prepare them to be on their own. Not to prepare them for the work world. To be that doctor, or teacher, etc. God gave you your kids to prepare them for eternity. And if you have not done that to your kids, then we are failing as parents. We're failing as fathers if we're not preparing them for the next destiny. Not just to leave house. That's only part of it. It's where they're going to go and spend the rest of their life. You've got to prepare them for that. Listen, you can't choose the path that they're going to take. But you can show them. You can direct them. You can point them to choose that path to heaven. Or they can choose to ignore their spiritual destiny. All that my wife and I can do is train them and teach them as long as I have them in my home. And say, this is the way. Keep pointing them the way. Point them to heaven. Point them to their destiny. Point them what they need to do and all this stuff. Until they come to that age when they're leaving, then I'm going to have to trust in them. I have to trust God and say, God, they, I hope they choose the right path. And they're going to choose some wrong paths. But let me tell you, just like I did, I went off. But you know what? I, I remember. I remember my mom. I remember the prayers and it put me back on the right path. Because why? Someone pointed it to my life at one time. Someone directed me there at that point. I knew where to go when I was in trouble. You know, Brother Derek mentioned about the prodigal son. Let me tell you, he chose a wrong path. But that kid was taught everything before he left. Something got inside of him, something Something got him going. Maybe his friends told him, hey, man, we, man, come on, let's leave, let's go. There, there's another life out here. And so he went to explore that. But let me tell you, when he was in that pig pen, the Bible says that he came to his senses. He realized what his father taught him. 
He realized that what he had with his father, he realized all the goodness that he had with dad and what the world did to him when he stepped away from dad and how the world comes and, and how the enemy comes and steals, kills, and destroys. He remembers all those things, amen, while he was in his pig pen. He said, what am I doing here? I'm going to go back to my father. I'm going to get back on the right track. I'm going to get back on the right path, and I'm going to go to my destiny that I have, that he has for me. So you teach your kids. They're going to go, amen. And you got to just believe mom and you got to believe dad that your kids will come back. My son was coming back on that right path. He's away from the path, but he's going to be on that path. Why? Because we have taught him. My wife has taught him. He knows. He chooses to ignore. Your kids will choose to ignore at times. But don't, his word is never in vain. The prodigals will come home. Not in your timing. It's when they have that experience. Some of them are going to have to go in that pig pen. I was in that pig pen when I started remembering my, my mom's prayers. When I started remembering the path that I need to get back on. Some of you guys are going to have to end up there before you realize, man, this is the path I need to go on. And why? Because dad taught me. Mom taught me. So moms and dads, don't ever give up on your kids. You're going to have to trust God when they're out there. When you're hearing some stories about them, what they're doing out there, my daughter's going to wake up. My son's going to wake up. They'll be back in. Devil, you're a liar. That's when you've got to start to pray for how to be a good father. Pray for your kids. You start to pray for them. Start to pray for them. Don't try to control them. Don't try to go. Don't, 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 don't. Embrace. They need your love. Hello? Train them for eternity. Train them that when they walk away, they understand, man, I'm on the wrong path. My, my dad taught me this. My dad showed me this. My dad was pointing me in the right direction. He told me I would end up like this. He told me this would happen to me. And all of a sudden, they got to come to their sense and say, God, I need to get back on the right track. I need to get back to destiny, my eternity. Why? Because you taught them you prepared them for that. They have to decide for themselves, church, the path they take. You got 18 years to keep them here. 18 years, you're going to church, boy. You're going to church. Whether you're like, I don't care, you're like, get up, we're going to church. I don't want to go to that class. I don't hate that teacher. Well, you're going in there anyway. I'm the teacher today anyway. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> but once they're 18, they're off. They don't have to come to church. They don't have to be here. It's going to be their choice from there on. And whether they choose to go out for a little while, you're going to, what you imparted to them in the years that you had invested in them, that if you invested your time and you told them about eternity and you directed them to eternity and you were talking about, man, this is what you need to do. You need to prepare for eternity. And you just say, man, this and that. And keep imparting to them. When they leave church, They'll come to their senses and realize, this is where I need to be. You're going to have to let them go. Is that when they get old and they walk in on their own in this place, why they come is because of you. You taught them that. They knew where to come home. They know where to come when they're in trouble. They know where to be, amen. They know where to find the comfort when they're going through situations. I need to go back to my father's house. Why? Because you taught them that. 
You teach them. You want to be a gooder father? Prepare your kids for destiny, for eternity. See, they're going to have to choose the path on their own, church, but you, as fathers, can have godly influence on them to make that right choice. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to close today. You guys can remain seated. Go ahead and turn off the lights. Worship team can work their way over here. It's not easy being a gooder father, church. Some of us, we try and we, we can be the good father, but to be gooder, to be better, sometimes we just accept that just where we're at in our good. I'm, I'm a good father. We don't think that we need to improve ourselves, but if we want to be a gooder father, guys, I'm here to let you know it's not impossible. It's going to take hard work, hard praying, and making some hard decisions. But you can't do it alone. God doesn't expect you to do that alone. God wants to be there for you. Fathers, don't don't leave God out of your fatherhood. Your adventure in fatherhood, don't leave him out of it. He's there to help you. He's there to help you. He's there to guide you. Amen. Praise God. Let's bow our heads right there where you're